back, film and pop culture fans, to a brand new episode of Quality Check Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, feeling like skipping this movie we're going to talk about. But nonetheless, <laughs> we've got a lot to talk about. I'm Daniel Posey, and of course, joining me as always, in tandem across the internet, Drew Douglas. Monday, October 24th. One final week of October, which is, it's like, where did the time go? How is it already the end of October? I actually, no joke, got sad this morning because I was talking to a friend and, and, and co-worker or former co-worker for you uh, this morning, listener of this podcast. And I said, I mentioned to Jesse, who I'm talking about, I'm like, I started to tear up this morning thinking we literally have this final week and I want it to be a full month still of October of spooky season. Yeah, it's weird. I feel like I haven't, for whatever reason, or various reasons, really been able to watch as much as I, you know, like to watch in October. I feel like I just have squandered this month. And part of it is because we have to watch garbage like Black Adam. Oh! <laughs> I, I, I will have to say, though, now you watched Christine, right, this past weekend? Yeah, that's what we did this weekend. It was one week after watching Halloween Ends. And obviously, if you've seen that, it's very fitting that we would watch Christine. So my dad's coming to town this week. And I was going to tell you that my dad's coming to town. And he was uh, we were chatting about like what to do. And, and the reason why he's uh, taking my uh, mom and brother to the airport and they're uh, flying, dropping them off. And then for that, I'm spending like a dad day and we're just like going, doing a couple of things. And he's like, let's go see some movies. I'm like, well, would you be up for seeing Halloween ends? Because he still hasn't seen it yet. I really want to know his reaction. So I'll probably see it again. And the second time in theaters and it will be with him. So I'm really interested to see his hot take, whether he likes it or not, because he had, he's been pretty lukewarm on the David Gordon green uh, trilogy, if you will. And um, of course he loves the, OG, and he loves Halloween too. And he's been just like us, a, fr a fan of the franchise. So um, I'm, I'm really, really curious because I keep hearing more and more people opening up saying they're not a fan, but every now and again, there will be someone who's like, actually, I really like this movie. Those that are like not a huge fan of the series tend to end up liking this. So, I, you know, you said this in the last episode and I agree wholeheartedly that this will be a cult classic Halloween film, just like Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Absolutely. Now, it's it's kind of sad. Week 2 of its box office numbers, it crumbled 80%. Yeah, that's <laughs> bad. It, made, it went from like $40 million to, I think, around $8 million. And you can partially blame, I think, of you know, between this and Halloween Kills, um, that one maybe makes more sense with the the peacock streaming, you know, at the same time. I I didn't initially think that was going to be a mistake for this one, but after seeing it and knowing, you know, how divisive it is, that's detrimental. They shouldn't have done the peacock thing. Just like make as much as you can in theaters and 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 maybe beforehand be like, yeah, it'll be on on peacock in a month or drop it on Halloween weekend because then you can at least try to make. Because I have a hard time believing if this was not on Peacock, that this would have fallen 80%. Though it is, again, very divisive. I'll, I'll, people are so mad about this movie, which I find hilarious. But at the same time, I think that a lot of the pressure 
that was on Halloween Ends for The Hate is being taken off of after the new movie, the one that we're getting ready to talk about, Black Adam, because there's there are so many people who are like, man, this movie is just... I mean, our, the RT score for the users is high. I have a tendency to believe that's kind of fabricated. We don't need to talk about that at the moment because uh, we, we do want to talk about something that came out today. Yeah, which actually is, I feel like we'll end up talking more about this semi-break, and it's not breaking news. It's We'll say a breaking news update because it came out earlier today. Of it was breaking news today. Yeah. I mean, I, I had seen tweets that they were hinting that it was coming out, and it's the, the, the first, I guess, teaser for Ant-Man 3, Quantumania. Ooh. We get our first... Good look at, I guess not the first good look at Jonathan Majors as King, but as this version of King. Um, I'm, I've been hyped for this story. Story-wise, I think this sounds awesome. I was a little underwhelmed by this trailer. I will say that. It didn't do anything to excite me more than I was, and if anything, I was like, oh. I, it's funny that you say that because I, you sent me the trailer, and then I watched it. And then I sent it to my girlfriend and then I sent it to my family. My family, except for my mom, my mom said, oh, it's got great music. I, I will say I, I did go and listen to some Elton John after watching it. Oh, my gosh. That uh, hands down, that album is my favorite of Elton John, period. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. That not the song. That, that's the song. But the, the, the album. Yeah, the album itself is fantastic. This is what I learned today. I always wondered why. So I listen to the album at work, and I'm I get to Benny and the Jets, Jets, and I'm like, why is this? I always wondered why, why did they release a live cut? Like I don't understand it. Mm. I did a little research. Uh, one, it's not live. That's a studio song, and they made it sound live because they were you know getting ready to track, and he like hit the first note, uh, and they were like, oh, it sounds like he's you know just hitting a note to get everyone hyped up, like you would in a live crowd. Yeah, that's that was my assumption too that they never actually recorded that in the studio, and that it was like one that he just ended up banging out live, and he said, well, we'll try it live for the first time, and I'm like, oh, it sounds so good live that we're just gonna keep it. So that's a fun tidbit. It's a good little tidbit, right? Yeah, I love that because that was. It's funny since that's my favorite Elton John album, and yet I did not know that fact about that song. Um, but yeah, so and so my mom obviously loved the song in this trailer. My girlfriend, she was like, yeah, I'm not excited at all. And I will say, seeing this, though, when you sent me the trailer, I 100% loves this trailer because... I kept seeing the images of Paul Rudd looking all beaten up. And I'm like, what's going on here? I think that it shows a little bit of the humor. I do think this one's going to be not quite Thor Love and Thunder wacky. There's no way. And none of the other ones have been that way either. There's been humor in it, but it's not it's not consistent silliness. I, I do expect this to lean heavily into the humor, but I I do I hope Based on the trailer, it's not like way over the top, but um, I mean, I'm digging it. I mean, I think as the, I, I believe as the movie goes on, it'll be less humor. I could see that, especially seeing Kang. And that's the other thing. I was like, seeing freaking Jonathan Major show up and, as Kang is awesome. The one thing that did throw me for a loop is that Kang, when they show him at a distance twice, 
he looks just like Kang in the comics. Like he looks like all CGI. I think he looks. I think he looks really good. I I was surprised because I thought they would change that and make it look like how he looked. You know, toward the end when we actually see Jonathan Majors, and instead of how he looks in the comics, that he, it he would still have that appearance with the co- the the costume or what King's wearing to be more comics accurate, but they would make him look like Jonathan Majors, but. It was like if when he had the helmet or mask on, he looked like the comics version, but with it off is Jonathan Majors. So I thought that was an interesting look and take. But overall, would you say you loves this or would you say you hates this trailer? I might say I hate it. I wasn't I wasn't blown away by it. I do have a theory, though. It's more of a prediction. Is we know Kang is going to be the next big bad of the MCU. He's like stepping mm-hmm. into the, the shoes of what Thanos did over the course of however many movies, building that up for a, the eventual battle. So we know that this king, I would imagine, is going, is going to survive. We know there's variants, but I think at this point we have to establish the king that is going to be the big bad in uh, the upcoming movies. So we know he's not going to get defeated in this. We know he's not going to die. So how do you end this movie? And I, I, I wonder, and this would be ballsy, but he's been around long enough where you kill off Ant-Man and it's, it has huge ramifications on the rest of the story. That's what I wonder, yeah. I, and because especially considering, like you were saying, setting up the whole variance and the idea of all of that, I think we're going to start seeing bl- some... I'm not going to say it's bleeding over, but some overlap between the Disney Plus shows and this. Although it seems like so much of the Disney Plus shows, it's similar to what Kevin Feige said early on, that you can watch those as supplements, but rather it's not necessary viewing um, to build into the films and the stories that they have going on there. But hopefully, but then again, this comes out after Black Panther. However, I think Black Panther might be relatively isolated yeah i think that's going to be pretty contained i don't i don't know if that's going to build build on anything i mean there's rumors about it having a huge character in the mcu moving forward but i don't i don't think they could do it without it leaking somewhat i don't know how you could cast it and shoot uh the introduction of this particular character without it getting out yeah because everything gets out at this point like small details, maybe not the big stuff, but um, I don't know. I, I feel like you could kill Scott off. One, this is going to be his relationship with his daughter because th- it seems like a, a father-daughter story is what we're going to get with this. Yeah. And I think something massive is going to happen. Otherwise, is this movie just one massive setup for King Dynasty? I really hope not. I don't think it's going to be. I think... I'm, I'm. If I had to bet, give me some money to go to Vegas. Oh. Scott Lang is gonna die in this movie. Oh, you got to. You got to end on a big note, man. You got to set this story up. Otherwise, what? What are we introducing Kang so early for? Because that movie doesn't come out until 2025. I mean, that's a lot of. We have like three or four movies in between. See, I wonder, and it would be less of a. It would be interesting for them to take that to 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 kill off Scott, but I'm honestly wondering if they end up killing off uh, Janet Van Dyne or Michelle Pfeiffer, 
and if they end up k- killing off Hank Pym, like they kill off both of them, mm. and that, which yeah. I mean, it would suck, but at the same time, Hank, especially Hank, it's like a passing of the torch, and it's like official where it makes Ant Man more. Um, I'm not saying that it would be serious to kill off Scott, but I'm like, man, I feel like they still have a, a lot more where they could end up kind of hinging maybe Scott as one of the true remaining Avengers. He's a big character, whereas the other two, they are not instrumental to the plot. So we, in between Quantumania and the King Dynasty, we have Guardians 3, the Marvels, Captain America, Thund- Thunderbolts, uh, theoretically right now, Blade, though that's, I think, very up Shelved, in the air because yeah. who knows? Uh, Deadpool 3, which I don't think necessarily factors into the whole MCU story-wise. And then Fantastic Four. There's a huge amount of movies in between setting up Kang. Mm-hmm. That I'm like, why are they, they're doing it so early? I guess the, Thanos was a presence from relatively early on and lasted a long time. But he was always like a kind of background character, if you will. With uh, he was pulling the strings in ways that I don't think King. I think King's going to be more involved. Well, and King plays. It looks like a vital role in this. Whereas, you know, you we've got um, Thanos. He was just popping up in post credit scenes, or you would hear lines about him here and there. But it was never like taking on, you know, being a full blown supporting character. Somebody's going to have to die in this movie, or. Or the other thing is Kang is a bad guy or getting trying to get what he wants, uh, and he's not the main villain in this movie, which is possible. Yeah. Because uh, there there are rumors about what he wants Scott Lang for. I don't know if it's official yet, so I, I won't say it. Oh, my gosh. I So does this... I know it doesn't have any connection at all to Black Panther, but does this get you more hyped? The same amount of hype for Black Panther? No, Black Panther is like the absolute highest I could be right now. Okay. The marketing for that is pitch perfect. Yeah, and that's what that's really what I'm hoping too because, I mean, phase four, there have been some some moments, but that's it. I feel like it's really, we've just had moments and there hasn't really been anything that there, we, we haven't had like a, a really solid movie where it's like knocked our socks off. We, we, had, we had at least one and I think Shang-Chi is that. Yeah. I stand by Eternals after rewatching it. That's and then Black Widow I liked. That was the first three movies of Phase Four. Everything else has been mixed to bad. Now I I will say that I've I really enjoyed probably more than most the uh, Multiverse of Madness. But I will also be the first to admit that it had a ma- a major flaw in the fact that we didn't like to have the title Multiverse of Madness. We didn't really wade all that much in the multiverse of madness, you know. I don't know. I do. I do hope this is good. It it, it almost has like Fantastic Four vibes, and I know Peyton Reed is a huge Fantastic Four fan, but I feel like they're maybe laying the breadcrumb because this is like very family oriented, and they're like going off on an adventure. Do you like Evangeline Lilly's hair in this? Very short. I mean, it's so so. I don't know. I I honestly, I, it's. I can't say yet because right now it's I was thinking about her having different hairstyles and I can't I want to say in Ant-Man and the Wasp I was not a fan cuz she had like the the bangs in that right the that was the first one that she her hair's long in the second one 
Okay, because that maybe more more in how she usually does it. I liked it both ways. I think only maybe certain people can pull off that bob cut, but she looks good in it. Okay, so it was the second I liked her hair more in Ant Man and the Wasp than in the first movie. Because the first one was just yeah, I mean it wasn't like I hated it, but it was just like eh, okay. She doesn't have she doesn't have much of a presence in this trailer, and also weird too, considering what's been going on that they show Bill Murray. Yeah, that was that was very interesting. I will say too, with having um, more of Michelle Pfeiffer in this, I mean, I'm cool with that. Oh, I love it. It also is hilarious because while seeing more of Michelle Pfeiffer, I'm like, I don't know what it is and why, but like I'm like the older Michelle Pfeiffer has gotten, the more I've found her like I'm attracted to her. <laughs> Like, she's always been attractive, but, like, the older she gets. She's always been a bombshell. I'm telling yeah. you, that biggest celebrity crush I think I've ever had in my entire life growing up, Michelle Pfeiffer. So let's hope she's not killed off. I don't know. They could kill her off. I don't care. She's going to be fine. Now, I am looking at the poster for this, and it's really... Have you seen this where Kang's holding out his hand? Yeah. It's a terrible-looking poster. It looks so cheap. It does look cheap, but I also... I like the idea of... I, I wish... Constant... Concept is good. I yes. do not like the execution. Yeah, exactly. Concept is fantastic. I do love, and this is what I was going to bring up, the scars around Kang. And I'm looking at that, and it's like, that looks so painful. That's kind of the look of, in the comics, th that his mask makes. Yeah. Or the, those lines down his cheeks. And that's that's really cool. So I'm anxious. I'm very anxious to see. I'm so pumped, so incredibly pumped for Kang and uh, Majors. If there's a reason to get excited for it for this movie, it's because Jonathan Majors and he's gonna have a hell of a you know winter and spring because he's got yeah. this in February. He's got Creed three in March. Loves, which again another trailer that I wasn't necessarily blown away by, but I'm still all in on it. Like I've been really wanting to watch a rewatch. I guess the uh, Five Bloods again. Well, and this trailer is just going to make me want to do that again soon. But yeah, I've, I've, it's funny that you say that because I've been thinking the same same exact thing for like this past week. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I almost put it on and I, ha I didn't, but I might soon. So have you seen, he's in White Boy Rick, the Matthew McConaughey film. Did you yeah, ever see I've, that? Is he in that I a lot? I did. Not that I can't remember. I don't remember him being in it. I remember being pretty disappointed with that movie. It didn't look great, but the cast is good. You know, you got McConaughey, Brian Tyree Henry, uh, Rory Cochran, who's great, Majors, Bruce Dern's in it. We got a lot of good people in this. Uh, Henry's great in White Boy Rick, but that's, as far as I can remember, that was kind of the only, I felt like the only good part, the saving grace of the movie. It wasn't terrible. It just wasn't as great as what I was hoping. And if you like Jonathan Majors, you know, he's all ripped. He looks fantastic Oh yeah. in the in the Creed 3 trailer. He's got a new movie coming out called Magazine Dreams where he's like an aspiring bodybuilder or something. So I would imagine he's going to look fantastic in that too. If only we could keep talking about Jonathan Majors over this upcoming movie. We might as well get into it. It's called Black Adam. It came out this weekend. It's the, I believe it's the, 11th film in the... Okay, if we're not counting Zack Snyder's Justice League, this is the 11th film in the DC Extended Universe. Um, 
I didn't think this looked great. We've talked about this before. The marketing didn't do much for me. And I do like the rock. It's not like a rock thing. I just didn't think it looked very good. And the only thing that I've told you so far is that I walked out of the movie. One, I should say this too. Sometimes I have to talk myself into going to the movie because I'd rather be at home doing something else. And this was the perfect example where I literally after work, there was a showing and I had to basically sit myself down like I was talking to a child and just say, hey, you got to eat your vegetables. You got to do this. You're going to have to do this for me, bud. But I was saying, dude, you got to go see this movie. You're not going to want to go this weekend. You know we got to talk about this on on the podcast. You got to do it for me. You got to go see this movie for you. I know you don't want to see it, but you got to do it. So I talked myself into it. Uh, I sat through the movie. Uh, walked out during the credits, you know, after seeing the big reveal. Hey, spoiler alert, by the way. Let's sound the alarm so we can just talk freely. Walked out. I told you I walked into the bathroom. And I won't get graphic here, but a guy was in there really going to town on the toilet. (laughs) He let out one of, like, the loudest, wettest-sounding farts that I have heard in public in a long time. And I, I thought to myself... That is the most fitting end to this whole experience. I didn't like this movie at all. It is a huge wet fart. Definitely, I think, low-tier DCEU for me. And they've made a couple stinkers. They've made a couple stinkers, but I don't think this is worse than 80% of them. Suicide Squad, I think, is worse. The the, the OG David Ayer. And then this might be my second-to-bottom. More than Wonder Woman 1984? Yeah, I didn't hate that. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. And I will say, this is one of those movies that I don't think it's necessarily bad. It's not like badly made. I just found a lot of it uninteresting. The side characters are garbage. The Justice League society is uh, not good. They are not good, which we can get into. The Rock is fine. I call it Justice League Society, the Justice Society. They sucked. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's no other way to say it. they sucked. Um, the Rock is fine, and the villain absolutely blows. Is maybe the worst thing about oh this whole gosh. thing. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I mean, we knew going in. I'm like, I don't even know who the villain of this stupid movie is. And then now I know why. It's because there is no villain really, and the setting um, is fine. But I feel like there's no scope to this movie. It's all in one setting. It's so bland looking. It's this dusty color. While watching, I actually had fun watching it. It was like with the action scenes, it yeah. was it was some yeah, exactly. It was entertaining. That's the best way. While while sitting down in the theater, I'm like, I had fun. And then after, I'm like, I don't know why the reviews are you know, like so bad on it because it wasn't to me, it's like Exactly what you said. It was in a bad movie. And there were moments I enjoyed. And one thing that I actually uh, enjoyed, I think more than most, is this, as someone once said, it's the Terminator 2 quality of the T-100 and the the the, cho- the boy. But the, here's the, here's the, the kid, thing. He I, was awful. He was awful in this movie. Here, that's where it starts to deviate for me, though. He's no Edward Furlong. He's no character that's like well defined. And I think that's where you end up 
needing someone to come in like a James Cameron who knows the direction, who is very clear in the vision of this is what we see these characters. And I think, as you said, a lot of these side characters fall flat and they're very two-dimensional or one-dimensional because there is no direction outside of Black Adam. No dimensional. And that's what I would it, say. Yeah. And that's where The Rock is pushing for Black Adam. He wants him. And this is where, of course, like, but even then he seems so freaking generic. Like, we get everything in the trailer, who Black Adam is. And it's just him fighting people. And it's like, there's really nothing that, that more than a surface level for for Black Adam. And so it was interesting after so while seeing it and immediately after I'm like I had fun with that movie. I enjoyed it. It was not a bad movie. So I would give it like a passing grade. And the more I thought about it, the less I actually thought about it. Or as how about this? The more time went on, the less I thought about it. And then today I was thinking while I was literally going out on a shoot, I was like I can't remember much about Black Adam. I've started forgetting so much because <laughs> it, it's like it's like the Back to the Future photographs that the gradually <laughs> disappearing. A hundred percent. It's like I think the most memorable thing about this is the running gag where he's just killing people, and they're like, "You got to stop killing people," and he just continues to kill people. That was at least <laughs> moderately funny, but yeah, yeah. There's no DC does this very annoying thing, or the movies at least where. They establish all these big characters. Like, Hawkman is no Superman or Batman, but Hawkman is a character that could play a pretty big role in these movies moving forward. They They don't bother to establish who he is, his history, what he can do, and they don't do that with any of the Justice Society members. Adam Smasher and... uh. Cyclone, I guess is her name. They're awful. They don't do anything for the plot. They literally serve no point other than, I guess, comedy. We've got Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate, which I thought Brosnan was, was he, he worked his Brosnan charm, and I'm like, man, I would like to see more of him. And of course, big spoiler, and I know you already said spoilers, but he freaking dies. So it's like, okay, well, I mean... Dr. Fate to me was like a ripoff. He was like the great value of Dr. Strange because we haven't established anything about this man and what what he's really capable of. So I actually have no idea. And this is coming from a point of ignorance and for comics. I don't know what Dr. Fate can do and, and all of that stuff. So going into this, not knowing this character, I'm like, OK, well, it just I know he's not a ripoff of Dr. Strange, but it comes off that way. And it sucks. And there's no establishing, establishing, you know, what his helmet is, where he got it, how it works. I thought Aldous Hodge was okay as Hawkman. I was looking forward to that character at least. But he's so serious. There's not like a layer of fun to him. He's just basically in a dick measuring contest with Black Adam the entire time. And after about an hour, I was like, okay, I'm tired of this. We get it. Yeah. You two want to fight. <laughs> like... Just stop. It's not fun anymore. Um, so the side characters were just terrible. I thought the kid was like really bad, and it made I, I was like, this feels like a nine like like it's set in the nineties. He's skating around on a skateboard, fighting off bad guys. Well, and this is where I said earlier, but this movie truly feels like an eighties movie with the one liners. I know you brought up the skating. 
that's where it reminded me, it was reminiscent of the Terminator 2 with John Connor, but a once again, it was kind of like a great value or, or an off-brand version of, you know, of Terminator 2 because of those aspects. Yeah, a lot of, and I, I think one noticeable thing is I know they wrote this and they were going to shoot it and then they ended up rewriting it and adding the Justice Society. I think it's noticeable. They feel so tacked mm-hmm. on. I mean, I I don't even know if you would include, I maybe just do Hawkman and Dr. Fate. I, I, I don't even know. Having Adam Smasher and Cyclone was just like a way to get in kids or something. That's that's what that felt like. I honestly feel like you end up, ha- you bring in Black Adam and then, and isn't it kind of, it feels weird that Amanda Waller, I mean, I, lo- I love Amanda Waller. I love what uh, Davis does, but at the same time, it's like, it just feels like she's thrown into this. It's just Cameo City. That's all. It's just to get people, you know, connected, I guess, to the universe. Which, I mean, here would be an interesting thing is what if Black Adam comes in and there is no Justice Society? We don't we don't have any of these side characters. We don't have Amanda Waller. And then at the end, you can end it that same way. Then it's like, oh, oh, cool. All right. So we see a Waller and we see Superman. And it's like, that to me would be more interesting, but while he's there, I think the more interesting story is he's brought back, and there's kind of this faction where some people see him as a hero, some see him as a villain, but it's the same what we've already gone down this path with Superman. However, I do think it's interesting if it goes back to the more origin story of, okay, who's Black Adam? Let's focus on this character. Let's see what he's able to do. Is he truly a protector? Is he really someone who is like trying to do this and and you know, help this area. And then maybe say there's like the U S government, or maybe there's another superhero that invades this territory after he's established, this is my domain. This is, you know, stay out of my land type situation. They come in and he beats the crap out of them, maybe even kills a superhero. And they're like, we have to do something about this and then send in Superman. There we go. That's an interesting movie. But what we got, it seems like such a generic stripped down version of like, all right, let's do this and let's do five different superhero movies all into one. And it's just, oh man, it's such a mess. It's not good. I wasn't even, I mean, I'm hyped to see Henry Cavill back, but I wasn't even that interested in the mid credit scene. Well, and that's what I keep hearing that there are a ton of people saying that's seeing Cavill back as Superman's the best thing about this. I'm like, I can't even like, The thing is, I honestly feel like, and I keep telling you this, it feels like an empty promise until we actually see more. It's like dangling a carrot in front of us. And it's like, okay, well, that's almost like saying this could happen. But I just feel like if the rumors of WB truly, you know, tailoring the company to sell it off to Comcast in a year or two, I feel like they're just going to come in and have a different leadership and they're going to strip it away. It's hard for me to believe that that's that Cavill's truly back until they start shooting on more than just putting him as a cameo in this and the Flash. I'm not even that interested in seeing these two fight. Just give me Man of Steel 2. Like, I don't even care about having Black Adam in that. Oh, here's my concern about that. I'm worried that they're going to turn into like Batman versus Superman, but instead it's Superman versus Black Adam. I know. It's like, can we just give this guy his own solo movie? Yeah. Super underwhelmed. The villain is god awful. Um, a lot of slow mo too. I mean, there's enough slow mo to make 
freaking Zack Snyder jizzes shorts. Oh. You know, because he was like king of slow-mo. And then this dude just amplified that by, I don't know, 900. And I actually didn't hate it. I didn't hate the slow-mo, but it was like maybe too much. Uh, I will say The Rock looked incredible. And he looks incredible in the final suit at the end of the movie. Yeah. Like the comic suit. I was like, all right, you look dope. I feel like the whole anti-hero act is going to be tiresome very soon. Like that's going to, that's a story that's going to get old very fast. Did you, I mean, when you went this week, I'll say I went opening night, Thursday night, right after work. So it was a six o'clock showing and there was only three other people in the theaters. And I say that because that's a little unusual because this movie made $67 million this weekend in the U.S., which is... I guess they're they're saying you know it's pretty good compared to to what we've been getting at the box office. I don't know if that's I, I guess that's not bad. That's pretty good for a new for a new for a new character. Uh, even though it is The Rock. Well, looking at that, it's basically gone on track on par with what he did with Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, the release of that, and they predicted. I think they were saying sixty two. So this did better. Than expected. There's not really anything until Wakanda Forever, so I could see this doing okay. The um, Rotten Tomatoes score sits at, let's see here, 39%, which doesn't surprise me at all. The audience scored 90%, though. I don't, what's what's that about? Is that this, is this just like easy to please people? Are we completely off base? I honestly, I just something about that to me does not seem real. That audience score. I mean, I understand that some like it. It would that it would be that way for some, but I just don't. It does not make sense to me. It just, it's not clicking. I just don't understand how it's that high. Ninety percent. Like it's. I feel like there's some kind of like fabrication that's going on there. <laughs> it's the Snyder Bros that are. Oh you know, creating accounts and just boosting it because, I mean, uh, I mean, they talk about this potentially being connected to justice league in that the technology that these bad guys are using is something that we've never established before in the DCEU. So it's gotta be something that maybe dark side was using and or gave them in order mm. to rule over this area. Um, and that's interesting. I mean, I don't want to, I, I they keep saying you know justice the justice league that Snyder did his version is not canon but I feel like he I I don't know why you wouldn't want that as canon I, I I am curious about exploring some of that which is interesting but once again it's it just kind of half I don't know I don't want to say half baked it's kind of thrown in there but there are a lot of things just kind of thrown in here so. I guess in this case, it's par for the course. I was going to say, in addition to the Rotten Tomatoes score, I honestly, I'm predicting in its second weekend, I feel like Black Adam's going to have a steep drop in, in, at the box office. I'm not going to say as steep as Halloween ends at 80%, but I'm expecting this to be like, I seriously think like 65%. I really, 65 <laughs> or 70%. I think it's going to be bad. I mean, has anything dropped as much as Halloween ends in the history of time, like 80% is unbelievable. I know, I know like justice league, I think had a mat. Well, that was like 72% or something. So it is, it is, Oh, that's just like hard to believe. Ah, uh, wouldn't that be nuts if, uh, 
the upcoming horror film Pray for the Devil ends up beating Black Adam. Um, which yeah, it's gonna be it's gotta be number one. It's got I, I haven't seen much marketing for Pray for the Devil lately. Now granted I you know I flip through commercials a lot, but I, I wonder if that'll do okay just because I don't I feel like I don't see a lot for it. Yeah, and I, I do think that you're gonna have more families that are going out, but not much. I don't think that this upcoming weekend's gonna be great at all. So I said that Black Adam is probably the second to bottom for me on my on my list. Uh, where does it sit for you? Like Man of Steel, which is better, Man of Steel, Black Adam? Oh, Man of Steel is better. Man of Steel is better. Yeah. Okay, I was like, if please don't please don't think about that one. There's no way. no because I no I I was I was thinking in my mind like where would I rank this? And it would be so, you know, toward the bottom is I I would put you know, Suicide Squad, the, the air cut, um, Wonder Woman 1984. And, uh, I would probably, I don't know. Like, I, I like, really, do you think this is on par with Shazam? Oh, I, I really like Shazam. You were, you were really, um, you yeah. were really into Shazam. I, actually, I'd love Shazam. Uh, but you weren't a huge Shazam fan, right? Well, that's another one that I like. I like a lot about that. I think the villain is atrocious. That's true. Yeah, and that really sinks the movie for me. I think Aqua. I think, in a lot of ways, Shazam is better than Aquaman. But I like what Momoa does. I think when that movie's good, it's uh, I won't say really good, but it's a lot of fun. I think there's a lot of choices in that one, like creative choices that I don't get that are just so stupid and lame. Yeah, uh, that make the movie feel dated, like needle drops and stuff like that. <laughs> Oh, by the way, this we talk about Bill Murray and the Ant-Man trailer being a little bizarre. This is a freaking Kanye West needle drop, which in the past week, all the stuff that's gone on with him, I'm like, uh, that's probably not the best choice. Well, but it's also so strange where it's just like out of nowhere because, I mean, like that song, it's like, okay, cool. But out of nowhere, it just starts playing. And I'm like, what? They do a Thor Ragnarok where... At one point, he's fighting all these people, and they're playing a rock song, and it's done almost exactly the same way. Yeah. It feels, uh, it's just one of those things. Granted, with movies in general, we're like, oh, we've seen, I've seen that before. Somebody, something's been done similar, uh, and that this movie just reeks of that throughout. Yeah. Did we even? I know we both said the villain sucked, but <laughs> I almost think too. Because I do like that he, like, they, they lock up Black Adam and they throw him underwater and he's got to, like, break free. I thought that was actually pretty cool and well done. That that part was actually cool. I Yeah, I dug but, that. But that's, like, the best time to end the movie, I almost feel like, and don't even do a villain. It's I don't know. I feel like the more we kind of talk about it, the pieces for a decent movie are here. It's just It, it just does not feel cohesive and it feels rushed well and it's so weird considering they've had literally they've worked on this for 15 years or the rock he was like you know 10 years ago is whenever warner brothers came back and it's like well let's you know what what do you want to make and he said black adam's like great so 10 years this has been in this type of like push he's been pushing for it longer but this idea this is it's been like his dream since 2007 or something right yeah and it's just like like publicly saying i want to do that yeah i don't i don't know how that happens 
how you have that much time and you can't crank out a good script. I honestly, I think what it boils down to is not having the right people behind the scenes. Um, I think the right people from up top. I think this is a management issue where they have no idea what they're doing with the DCEU and it's fluctuated so many times. I mean, they literally admitted the Superman cameo was originally a neck down shot and they finally got Cavill to come and do this thing. That If they would have done that again, I would have burned the theater down. Because <laughs> the Shazam thing is moderately funny. It would be a lot funnier if we knew Cavill was full on in on Superman and we were getting more of those movies. But at the time, it was like, eh, we don't think so. Like, that's done with. And they do it almost like as a smug comedy bit. Yeah. If we would have gotten that again, I would have flipped out. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because it's just so stupid. Don't even ha- find another character. You know, do another character. Figure out your Batman situation and and have him show up. Um. But I don't know. This is just like one of those. Uh, it looks like with the MCU, the, I'm gradually becoming less interested in, in what these movies are. And that's it, kind of a bummer. Yeah, I know. It doesn't. This doesn't necessarily give me hope for the future. Yeah. Like I I don't think Shazam the new one looks that great. The Flash I'm I'm hyped for but the Ezra Miller thing taints it. It really taints it. It's cuz like it's such a, it, the whole thing is just such a mess. And then we have Blue Beetle next year too which uh can't say that I'm necessarily counting down the days for that. And then Aquaman too which I guess could turn out good i hope it's just better made than the first one yeah and not that the first one was necessarily bad i just there's a lot of creative choices that i i don't understand what they were going for it's so strange like the them walking out onto the beach getting out of the water and they're playing freaking toto that toto cover and it's so stupid (laughs) it's like it's two it's 2020 when did that come out 2019 it's like a movie in 2019, they thought that was a good idea. That's got to be like a record thing of, hey, we got to slap this song somewhere. Yeah. And that's, I just, and that's a part of where looking at this, it just feels, as I said about not only this movie, but the overall universe seems so directionless. And it's just like, truthfully, I'm ready just to just redo it all, you know? And that's, and I hate that because like there there are glimmers of like oh well, this would be cool but now it just becomes like well that was cool if they could have pulled it off and now it's like I'm just tired of having to keep reapproaching it. <laughs> it's like I wish they had a lot of these elements and they just restarted and we were back in 2013 at the beginning when Man of Steel came out. It's like we have all these pieces. We have Ben Affleck. We're going to use him right. He's not going to get burned out. We have Henry Cavill. We're going to use him right. We're going to do Man of Steel. We're going to give him a proper sequel, et cetera, et cetera. We'll, we'll take our time. We'll build up to Justice League because that's what you should do. It's okay to rip Marvel off. Yeah. You know, let the Flash have a solo film, and then we're going to bring all these people together. But they didn't do that for whatever reason. Um, but maybe under the new management. I mean, honestly, The Rock seems like he's genuinely trying to give people what they want. He's a and- businessman. And he's going to obviously say the right things because he wants to make WB happy and he wants to make what he wants to make, which is Black Adam. But I do think that he has our interest at heart. And a big part of that is getting Henry Cavill back. And I do believe, barring some insane sale of WB, 
Oh, or DC. I don't even know how that necessarily works, but uh, with Cavill, you know, posting online that this is this is a taste of what's to come. I do believe that he's going to get his own movie soon, and then have something with Black Adam, and that gives me uh, a pretty large amount of excitement because I love Cavill and I loved that Superman. Yeah, I mean, and I like that they use the John Williams music. He looks like more of a traditional Superman, which we have not had in a long time. I would say since Superman Returns with Brandon Routh. Um, so, get yeah, just like give us what we what we want, you know. And I think The Rock's going to do that. I hope so, but I just if this movie tanks, though, I'm I'm really thinking that we're just not going to like if this movie doesn't make like a billion dollars <laughs> it ain't making a billion bucks <laughs> and i don't it, it there's won't, no way but, it's doing that uh, but at the what same the, time what's the freaking budget on this thing it's 200 after the reshoots and all that stuff i want to say it's between like 190 yeah and two five and 200 something and, like and that th- and that's what's like known so you had to imagine with marketing and all that crap it's probably like 300 million yeah um um, which I think it'll do decent. It's it's done well overseas. I mean, and that's where like really looking at Hobbs and Shaw made most of the money overseas. This movie's gonna have to make a ton overseas, and so far it's like done decent business overseas. But if this movie ultimately, and and I think in the second weekend, if it tanks, then that will be the ultimate sign. But right now it's like. We have to wait and see what truly happens, and then we can determine whether or not this version of the DCEU will continue. But even then, like I said, I approach that with hesitancy because I just I just feel like it's going to be a situation that we have this now, but we're on borrowed uh, we're on borrowed life, and I I think I we've see- been on borrowed life for a long time. We're, yeah. we're, we're in our, we've respawned enough where this is the last life. <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly believe that. If like these, these next four movies come out and they are just not well received, they don't do well at the box office, this is, the, they're going to restart, which I, I think would not be uh, a bad move. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing that I, there are, there are these aspects that I would like to see continue, but. I just, I, I just don't think so. I, I, and that's another thing that I think the rock really wants to get Superman involved. And that's why he's getting Cavill. But if they reboot it, ultimately, I think the rock wants Superman and it's like, he wants Cavill because Cavill's the most recent Superman. And if there's another Superman, then I could see him saying, okay, well then I'll take that Superman. Well, he's boys with Cavill too. True. So that helps True. out. Did you did yeah. you like one thing I don't think is getting enough recognition is Adam Smasher in this is like the I guess the nephew, like his uncle was the original Adam Smasher. And it's a cameo from Henry Winkler, which I just thought was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. It was it, I can't yeah. in a million years imagine him as a superhero. Yeah, that's that's another thing that I'm like, oh, okay. Like it was just clearly done for laughs, right? Yeah, I I don't know. I there there's a, a lot about this where it just seems 
it's so strange because a movie that's been in the works for so long, just as you said, seems so thrown together, is baffling. The biggest surprise maybe I had the entire movie was, one, I didn't think he was going to kill anyone, and he killed a lot of people. And two, the manner of deaths are gruesome in ways that I did not expect. He's zapping people to death. Yeah. He rips that dude. It might be the villain. I literally can't remember, and it's been like three days. Who's the guy that he like rips completely in half? Was it the villain, the bad guy? Yeah, at the end. And I was like, oh, and wow, that was kind of cool. As he delivers the one-liner, tell him the man in black sent you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a gag, too. I feel like the one-liner thing has been done in... A million times. I can't quite piece it, but the entire movie, I'm like, I feel like this has been done before. A lot. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, that makes sense if they've been working on the script since 1977. <laughs> you know? I don't know. Not the worst yeah. movie. Not something. I mean, I don't even know if I would ever watch this again. I really don't. That's a thing. Uh, that's what I was thinking about earlier, too. I'm like, would I return to this? And I was like, for example, if my dad, which he won't, but if my dad's like, let's go see this, I know he won't, but if he did, would I say, let's go see it? I would actually say, no, dad, let's <laughs> let's let's do something else. What if let's, he was paying? He goes, hey, I'll, you want, I'll buy you popcorn and soda and pay for your ticket. I guess it doesn't matter because the regal, but it will assume that you don't have a regal pass. Yeah, if, it's like two and a half hours, though, man. I don't have time for that crap. That's it. It's like I, I, I truly would say, all right. How about let's? Why don't? Why don't you save it, and we'll wait for something else? How about no? What I, I would say is like, let's go see Halloween ends and call it good. You just for whatever you just keep coming down with COVID. You're like, I got COVID again, <laughs> man. I can't go. Yeah, I just, that's just the thing. I don't think, I really don't think I would go see this. And even, because I was um, also uh, thinking about Dune being on HBO Max this weekend. Uh, and I was like, you know, if this movie comes out on uh, on HBO Max again, and Super Pets, Super Pets is on HBO Max. I'm like, if I were to go and like, if I were scrolling on HBO Max, would I watch Black Adam again? No, I wouldn't. I don't think I would either. I just don't have any but you know desire. What? I never thought I would rewatch Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern. I've seen that like two or three times. <laughs> so everyone is, you know, time passes and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll watch that again because I'm in the mood True. maybe for a rock movie or something. But if if I want a rock superhero movie, I would probably go and watch San Andreas before Black Adam. Well, there's a couple good-looking women in that too, which helps out. Yeah, that's that's a good point. So I mean, man, I just it stinks because I just I would there's something here, but that's just it. Like there's there's a shimmer of what could be. A great character and a, and a good movie, but we didn't, like you said, I, if, and that's where I would rank this movie. It would be in between the critic and audience score. It would be right in the middle of that. Yeah, how many lightning bolts are you going to give it out of five? Two and a half. Oh, I'll do two. Right in the middle. I would say two, right in the middle. I'll do it. I'll do a nice two lightning bolt out of five. So it's a little, I, I think I liked it a little bit more than you, but even then it's still, eh. It's like, 
My ultimate review would be a one word. My, mine would be the wet fart that I heard in the bathroom stall. <laughs> Yours would be a sound effect. Just like a, a long rip. That's better than my review. But add, add a little color to your movies too, guys. Put some color in there. So bland. Yeah, make make it look more exciting. So bland. Even when they're at like Hawkeye, Hawkman's estate. Like there's some greenery, but it's just so bland. What we're about to talk about, though, is not muted. It's anything but muted. RT, baby. All right. Yeah, let's update this stupid game. Rot, Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> which we, we uh, restarted for the month of October. We're locking in, what, six movies, I think? Oh, yeah. Mr. Harrigan's phone. You get that one. It's 46%. You said 70. You're closer. I said 72 Lie Which, lie. We really biffed it on that. We biffed it. By the way, did you watch that? I no, I did not. I, I started it and I turned it off, and I have not. I still have not been able to watch it all. It's okay. It was like a movie that builds and builds, and then it has really no peak. Ugh. Disappointing. Not great. That sucks. Lyle, Lyle, crocodile. Seventy-three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, you get that one somehow. Sixty-seven percent is what you Ooh. said. I said fifty-seven. We both really whiffed on this one. Yeah. David O. Russell's Amsterdam got hammered. 33%. Uh, (laughs) You went went 88. I said 89. So bad luck on my part. (laughs) So you're you're already up three points to zero. Um, Hellraiser, I almost got on the button. I said 65. You said 78. It's 66. So I get a point. And then uh, Halloween Ends was our bonus movie of October. It's at 39% right now, 40% actually. You said 45, I said 59. So you get two points. So right now you're up five to two. Actually, no. Uh, I My second one that I got was Black Adam. I said 61, you said 65, it's 39. So five to two right now. Um, we had to restart because I did so bad for the second half game. <laughs> and a lot of these movies coming out in November have already gotten reviews. They're already like a bunch of reviews, so we can't do those. The only one that we'll probably really get to guess for November is Wakanda Forever, which I expect good things from, I would imagine. Uh, yeah. I would be shocked if that gets mediocre. I mean, I'm, I'd be shocked if it's like 85 and under. I don't, and maybe it's me just being super hyped, but I've got an idea of what the score will be. And it's just, I I just feel like this is going to be the most well-reviewed and biggest. It will, it will be this year's Superman or uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. It's going to be monstrous. So I, we have one movie left in October. It's Pray for the Devil. I need that to do bad. I said 44, you said 45. If I get that, it's five to three. I'm in it. And then we'll probably have to do Wakanda as the bonus movie because it's the only one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and that could that could be clutch. Well, at least we've got, obviously, the pickums for the month of November, which, like you and I were saying before recording, a lot of good stuff coming out next month for November. Yeah, there's a huge one for Sylvester Stallone fans. I, and that's I forgot about that until the most recent trailer came out, and I watched it. I'm like, oh, man. We're getting some sly in our lives. Um, so let's probably talk about what some of the things we've been watching, too, next week, because 
I don't think we want to drag this on any longer. <laughs> yeah. We spent actually too much time talking about Black Adam, so I'm going to probably edit this one heavily. You know, it's fun. Because no one should have to suffer with that. <laughs> you, I, I actually, we talked about it more than what I realized we won. Bad. Yeah, to spend that much time on something so middling, it's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to waste one of my ha- you know October nights could be watching something scary and I went and saw that trash. Well, it's funny because just like what you were saying, I I text you and I was at home and I actually just like you sitting down have to eat your vegetables. I said the same thing to leave home. I'm like there's so much I could watch at home right now. <sighs> but let's go watch this movie. Let's go get that's this over with. That's was literally it? how I felt. I mean, we should be thankful that we're getting movies, so. Um, the Rock should actually pay us to have gone to see this. Oh, this is what I was going to say, too. Aldous Hodge, he's a fit individual already. And then, like, The Rock was, you know, somebody asked him, you're in amazing shape for this movie. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, I, this is the hardest I've ever worked out uh, for a role. You know, I wanted to look amazing as Black Adam. But then he was very quick to say, you know, the other guys in this movie, too, or everyone, worked out super hard to look good as their characters. So I'm imagining Aldous Hodge got even bigger, even more cut, and they don't have the courtesy to have a scene of him shirtless. Disrespectful. It pissed me off. They should have gone Creed Three, Jonathan Majors. He needs to have his shirt off at least one scene. That's the thing. Like, if you get that cut, and that's the thing that actually made me so mad going back to Thor Love and Thunder about Natalie. I'm not saying, like, shirtless, but I'm saying for her to, like, show off more of those guns and, like, let's see more of that hard work that you put into getting jacked. Like, that's my point. And, like, you're saying that. And this goes both ways, too. Like, if Christian Bale loses 197 pounds to play a role, show it right. off. Right. <laughs> You know, show that Or if he off. gains, you know, 200 pounds to play Cheney or whatever. And they did. They gave us, I believe, right? He has a shirt off at some point in that. Oh, that's right. I did. Yeah, I, for, yeah, I forgot like, about that. He's like unbuttoned or something and his gut's hanging out. Like, show it off. Yeah. Disrespectful. I that that honestly lose another star for that. <laughs> Actually, thinking about that, there goes my half star. I taking it down to two. Some BS right there. There goes right your there. free and lightning bolt. That brings us to an end of another episode, and uh, I just love how we're more excited to talk about trailers and horror movies than a brand new superhero movie. <laughs> we get, we got to talk about Bill Murray, and we got to talk about Kanye West. I literally the the Kanye West song starts in Black Adam, and I winced. I was like, "Oh, me that's too." Not, that's awful timing. That's awful timing. Just can't believe it. But yeah, I felt the same. I I I believe I winced too. <laughs> Anyways, next week we will not be wincing because we've had a lot of good stuff to talk about. So all I can say is until next time, keep watching.